We are live. We are live. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Overcoming Podcast. I'm Derek. And I'm Talia Flores. And Talia, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go into our we're going to our our topic okay my name is talia flores i am a 25 year old i was born with spastic dysplasia the most common form of cerebral palsy but it has never taken away from my will and determination i'm a published author activist and radio show host nice so are those things keeping you busy doing COVID? yes yes those things are really keeping me busy throughout covid and i'm so thankful to be here with you guys with you today as we celebrate black history month i am half african-american half latina so i have to represent both but this month's the month for me me to represent being a proud african-american woman there you go um before we get started with that i want to give a shout out to louise my um my co-host um we, I, I should be back with him later on today so we'll we'll talk about that at, at back today um talia we were talking about Herod Herod tubman can you tell me a little bit how her life has affected you well in many ways, Harriet Tubman has been one of my biggest inspiration. As we know, she was the woman who tried so hard to free the slaves, and she accomplished that. And she was a slave herself, but she also had a form of epilepsy, and she had a brain injury as well. And I have epilepsy as well, so she inspires me every day to keep pushing forward and to keep going as an African-American woman and as somebody with a disability that isn't really understood because cerebral palsy really isn't understood in this society, unfortunately. But I can only imagine what she had to go through back then, being a slave and being someone who had a message, but having to deal with a lot of issues with diversity and acceptance because back then there wasn't any woman of color they were just thrown out to the wolves, you know? And to this day, as a woman of color, we still have to fight those stigmas. Have you ever been, what's the word I wanna use? Not, from from being, how do I say this? From being a black person, right? Mm-hmm. And having a disability, have that ever affected you? Yes, greatly. Uh, Cause um, I used to go to a school where I transferred a lot in elementary school, and I remember being one of the only few black girls in an all Caucasian class in a school called Sterling Elementary. And the kids used to say, "Well, why do you why do you listen to white people music when you're black?" You know. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a fan of I'm a fan of country music, and people have this stigma of oh, only white people listen to that. And I went to school with the 
bunch of white kids and they would say that to me like why are you listening to country music and you're black you're supposed to listen to rap music and and g unit and all the these other black people and i'm like no i just like it because it's cool like i'm my own person and as far as having a disability and being black yes because there is a lot of statistics in fact according to the cdc um having cerebral palsy is more common in black children than it is caucasian so here we are dealing with the stigmas of that and most black people with cerebral palsy have the the misconception of living in poverty as well right right i so, mean yeah yeah it, even myself having cp you know i'm 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 very i don't like to use the word lucky because i'm not in a wheelchair but i do have that stigma of people looking at me when i walk and different you know different stuff like that yeah it's like yes i walk i walk this way so what and that's the same thing when people see the chair and they see a predominant black woman they're like well she's african-american and she's in a wheelchair so she, her parents have had to have done drugs or something like that because that's what they think i've got yeah. i've gotten that and you know, my mom, she never used drugs when she was pregnant with me. It was just I was born prematurely. But since I have the skin color, I have to battle the stigmas of that, too. And plus, I'm from the Bronx of New York. So now I live in Florida. So do you see where the do you see where the misconceptions come in and the stigmas? There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um. Let me see. What? If you if you were sitting in front of Harriet Tubman, what 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 would you ask her or or how would you interact with her? If I was sitting in front of Harriet Tubman, first of all, I would tell her thank you. And the first question I would ask her is, where did you get your strength from? And what was your biggest inspiration to wanna be the person you are today? Because we all admire you. And I would just hug her and tell her, thank you for being so strong. Yeah. I mean, for the stuff that she went through, and especially with a person having a disability during that time, I think it would be hard. I think it's harder back then than now. Or you think, huh. or, or you think it's the same thing? I think it it was harder back then only because, for one thing, disability was a thing that people looked down upon, and there was no ADA. There was no foundation in our society, not only as people with disabilities, but as black women, as everything. I mean, look at what they did. They put us as slaves. You know, it was terrible back then, so... I would say it was harder back then. At least now we can walk. We can we can walk into a store and not be told we have to sit in the back of the bus. Or people people of color with disabilities don't have to be sent away and go to special schools because that did happen during the civil rights movement when Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. Hey. Was, nobody talks about that in history. Ooh, come on now, keep going. Nobody talks about it, and it's like. Okay, we understand that Martin Luther King 
all for people of rights, but what about the people with disabilities that were living down in the South that were color had to deal with prejudice, to deal with the, going to different doctors because a Caucasian doctor didn't want to deal with us because of the color of our skin. There's so many things that are not being told and if you look back in history there's people with disabilities marching right alongside martin luther king yep yep and that's something we need to bring awareness to as people yeah yeah i mean here's another person in Maya Angela. you know yeah my my angelo one of my favorite yeah. poets she had she had autism and anxiety but nobody talks about that in the history books <laughs> that's a big choice life and why is disability yeah. an american being overlooked it's all part yeah. of somebody's story and feel like they just want to focus on the skin they don't want to focus on the disability aspect of it and that's what makes it harder for us african-american folks with disability you know even when it comes to police retaliation we we i i have it harder because not only am i black i have a disability that no one understands and if i don't come in to a certain cop's commands i could get shot at yep i mean and, and you know it's 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 so critical it, it's a What's the word I want to use? It's a critical topic, right? And you have all these uh -huh. people like Harriet Tom and Maya Angelou. Um, let me see. Harry, but 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 Harry Belafonte, you know, he had yeah, dyslexia. Yeah, he had dyslexia, but Thomas Wigan talks about that neither. Like, why are they skimming? It's like, why are they skimming through black figures that had disabilities? Mm -hmm. It's like, just don't focus on the skin color. Focus on the disability too. It's it's almost like as I'm a, I'm I'm not a writer, but I'm a journalism writer, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have, you would take the main part of the story at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. You have your middle stuff in the middle, and then you have your ending. That's the three parts. But let's say like Harriet Tubman, they give you, they only talk about the stuff that she did, right? Yeah. But they don't talk about, they don't, they don't about they don't, her disability. No, right? they don't they talk don't talk about her disability. They don't talk about the stuff that she was when when she was growing up. Yeah, they just skim right through that, and that's the most frustrating thing ever. It's mm -hmm. like we need to start mm -hmm. adding disability into history books. We need to start speaking yep. out about this matter because ultimately, after us, there's going to be a next generation that goes through the same thing we went through, and history is just repeating itself, folks. It's almost Race like. It's, 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 and, and I think we're, we're going to talk about this not next week, but I think the week after how black history, black history 
and Black Lives Matter intersect with each other. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Cause I I've known it, I've seen it over the years, and it's only getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. And everything that Martin Luther King fought for, and everything that and we fought for as people and people with disabilities, which is acceptance, equality, and exclusion, is all being reversed by these people. I mean, look at what happened at the Capitol. Yep. 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 I mean, to me, as a black person, I understand Black Lives Matter, right? But also, as a disabled person, right? Disabled lives matter. Exactly. Like there's like we're in me and you are in between. Right. So That's it's like it's more we're, we're, for us. We're, right. So we're 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 more like black life matter, disability disability life matter, right? But what's going on in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's like it's no it's scary. There's no way to. Yep. It's yep. so scary, and you know it's crazy because now every time I watch the news, I have to shut it off. I can't watch it because it's so disheartening. Like I have yep. to wonder if I'm gonna be the next Sandra Bland, and I don't want to be the next Sandra Bland, but mm. I know that could happen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So um, let's get into a little bit about, um, oh, let me ask you this. What is one of your favorite Harriet Tubman quotes? Oh, there's so many. I can't choose one, to be honest. <laughs> I can't choose what is, one. What is one that's come into your mind? I think the one she said about the railroad, I can't remember it on the top of my tongue, but I think she said one about the railroad. I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, let me see. Let's talk about, I'm gonna look for that quote, but can you, let, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about next week, how, Go, go ahead and, and. Oh, I lost my train of. I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. About um. What was it? Martin Luther King starting something. Oh, Martin Luther King start starting the foundation for disability rights. Yes. Because yes. ultimately, Martin Luther King was the key to get people in the South like equality and acceptance. But little did. He, Little does society know that he also started the foundation for disability rights. What and, is, what? and if you look back into the history of disability rights, you'll see pictures of Martin Luther King with people with disabilities with his saying, we shall overcome. Ooh, That's powerful right there. I could send you some after we, we log off of this broadcast, but yeah, yeah, it's a very powerful thing. And actually one of the one of the first Black Panthers I think had spina bifida. What? 
Wow, that's that's powerful. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but what is one of your favorite quotes? Would have to be something that I always say, despite the obstacles that we have to face, we have to keep on going and we have to keep on stopping. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Um, let me see. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, and I also want to talk about the importance of uh spreading awareness and sharing black history, not just this month, but every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think, I mean, it's the shortest month of the year, right? You think it, it should be a... Longer. Yes, 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 yes. I think, I think from, from what I, from what I read, that when they first started doing Black History Month, it was only the first week. What? Then that's not a month. Right, no. When it first started, the idea come up with it was only a week. And then I, I forgot who it was, and then they decided to change it for, to the whole month. Well, that's a good thing that they decided to extend it because we needed to extend it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not, re not really, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. But back to Harriet Tutman. Yeah, she she definitely built the foundation for, dis for disability and being an African-American woman of color as well. And I can't wait to see her on the $20 bill. Okay, yeah. I can't wait to she, I can't wait for that. That that's his, that that's history in the making. I mean, I love Thomas Jefferson. Don't get me wrong, but it's about time they acknowledge a black African American woman who mm -hmm. did so much for this nation. Mm -hmm. I think that the the quote that you were talking about, um, it said, "I was the conductor of an." of the Underground Railroad for eight years, and I can say what most conductors can't see, I never run my train off the track. Yeah, that's it, that's I it. Lost, and I never lost a passenger. Yes, that's it, because it shows, it shows that no matter how hard the obstacles got for her, she never gave up. Mm -hmm. She always wanted to, protect the people and bring the people to peace and that's what we need to remember folks despite the obstacles we have being disabled and african-american we can't give up because our story needs to be told you think if harriet tubman would have gave up we would be here today speaking about her hundreds and hundreds of years later absolutely not so keep going yeah i think i think personally is it's strong and it's a powerful quote right but absolutely I think, I think the part that got me was that i never ran my train off the track and i never lost a passenger yeah that's what got to me yeah. too which which for me 
I don't know about you. For me, it's that I'm going straight. I'm going to keep going with even people putting the obstacles in front of me. I'm going to keep going and just keep pushing forward. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, you took the words right, um, right out of my mouth. That's, a, that's exactly how we all should look at life as a train track that gives us twists and turns, but we keep going and we keep writing our stories to the best of our abilities because if we didn't have people to write our stories, then who else is going to write them? And who knows, maybe 50 years from now, people will be talking about us. Yeah, I, I mean... I've had people say, oh, let me write your story for you. And I'm like, no, 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 because you don't know what, what it was like for me having surgery at two years old. And then years later, here I am, you know, doing stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm currently working on my memoir of my life and I've gotten offers for people to write my story. And I was like, no, I'm just going to do it on my own because I want to tell it my way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sharing it all. I'm putting the sugary stuff, the stuff. I'm putting all the stuff that I went through because you know what? I'm not afraid to share my story with the world, you know? Yeah. What is... Give us a, 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 a little bit of what your story is like. My story, the way yeah. I see it, Derek, is that I had to climb many mountains. I have spastic dysplasia, the most common form of cerebral palsy. I faced mm. many issues with acceptance, diversity, and equality. I, I struggled with self-love, but now I'm here today sharing my story with the world. Wow. And I started stomping on CP when I was 18, and I published my first book at 16. Let's talk a little bit about stomping on CP. How, what made you start that? Well, for one thing, after I published my first book, I wanted to start writing about cerebral palsy because I noticed there was a lot of misconceptions with CP. And I was just tired of it. So one day I came up with the idea to start a Facebook page and advocacy group called Stomping on Cerebral Palsy. I started writing for publications like The Mighty. And my story started to get shared that way. Then I started my website, which is www.tyleaflores.com, where I write about cerebral palsy. Started my YouTube channel. I just stayed fully focused into spreading awareness for CP because there's not a lot of people who know about it. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. I mean, we have about seven minutes if you want to talk about anything else. Um, yeah. Oh, something just came to me. Imagine yourself, right? Sit. I think I, I, this, I have this concept of you sit in front of Harriet Tubman, Maya Angelou, and Martin Luther King. What would I tell them all? First of all, I think I would be starstruck to meet any one of them. Maya Angelou, I would hug her because her writing is fantastic. You know, her writing, I'm influenced by a lot of her writing, and I don't have a favorite poem because she has way too many. Way too many. Um, 
Martin Luther King, I would say thank you for giving us the voice. Thank you for being the voice for African Americans in the South. We needed you you more than ever and you stepped up to the plate and I appreciate your sacrifices. Harriet Tutman, thank you for your words of guidance. And Maya Angelou, thank you for your words of wisdom. Man. Mm, 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 mm. I think I think personally I would I would ask Harry Tumman what was it like going through those undergrounds? Hmm, yeah, I would like to know that too, because that had to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maya Angelo, I would I, I would I would ask her what was your first poem? Right, and what determined you to get into poetry? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, they would probably come into our world and be like, "What is all this technology and stuff? Where is all the?" Mm-hmm. And they will probably see themselves in history books, and they'll be like, "Wow, we did all this." Mm-hmm. I would ask Martin Luther King two questions. One would be, what inspired you to write I Have a Dream? Right, because that I, is very poetic. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the second question is, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? Yeah, because he would probably have a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. I know his do- his son and daughters are still alive, and they're big on Black Lives Matter, but I would like to get his perspective yeah. on everything that's going on, because I can guarantee you he wouldn't like it. I know I know his daughter is, is she's part of the Martin Luther King Foundation. She's part of that. She runs that. Yeah, so um, we should probably reach out to her, Derek. Who knows? We probably could be starting something here. I know. <laughs> yeah, we probably. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh no problem. We got Thank a few. You. We got a a lot of likes. Ooh. My yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna share this on my page too. So. Money said you got. Money said you guys rock. Equality for all able or for all able or disabled. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you, Manny. Yeah. This has been the Overcoming Podcast. I'm Derek. And I'm Talia. And we see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Let me get out of this thing.